That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Traffic jams. Tailgating. Pile-ups. Ugh. The joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musig. And welcome to CEO Coach this Monday morning in Puget Sound. The daffodils are out and they're blooming all over the place. I'm here with Aaron Kalo, who just launched Online Marketing Institute. Aaron, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jillian. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here. So, Aaron, let's start off first. You just had a successful exit with Online Marketing Summit and you're right back in it. Um, and oddly enough, it's very close, Online Marketing Institute. So, entrepreneurs all over the world are going to want to know immediately. One, you had a successful exit, but you didn't put your feet up. Number two, you opened something that was very similar to what you just had. How does that work? Uh, there's almost always a non-compete. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, uh, the exit that Jillian's talking about is the online marketing summit, and that is what they call an asset sale. So we sold a piece of the business, not an entire business. And to kind of reverse engineer what you're asking is this was all by design believe it mm-hmm. or not. So we've got a parent company that's called Online Marketing Connect, which is kind of a holding company for our various products and assets out there. And um, we got to a point where, and I think this is a, a really uh, critical lesson that took me a decade to learn, which is decide what business I really want to be in versus what business I just happen to be in. And so we uh-huh. got to a, a point where as an organization saying, we love doing events, but we don't like all the things that go into doing events. So we decided that it'd be better for us to sell a very profitable event versus um, having to keep trudging through it year in and year out and leverage that um, financial resource to go build out what we had set out to do, which was education and educating the world and all things digital. So it was really a, a, a form of financing to go live out the dream we actually set out to do seven years ago. Okay. So it wasn't quite what we would call this successful exit. It was actually a sale of assets. That's right. So that's why Online Marketing Institute is so close to Online Marketing Summit. That's right. Because it was that asset. So will the new owners retain the name and then I guess kind of your list and things like that? What else do they get when you sell a summit? Yeah. So there's 
all very good questions. Uh, most of those types of situations are under a pretty tight non-disclosure. Absolutely. But, it, but in general, they, they own the name, the Online Marketing Summit, and they have a lot of the assets that came along with that. But there is a shared venture where you get to jointly promote each other's educational offerings, their summit, our institute, workshops, trainings, mm-hmm. e-learning, tutorials, mm-hmm. um, to kind of raise the bar for the whole industry to learn. So in general, that's how uh, it works. And I'm happy to talk about the generalities and the details. Absolutely. Sometimes it's hard to get into the specifics. Uh, yeah, don't, don't cross the line. That's okay. But here we try not to pull punches, as you know. <laughs> so um, in terms of uh, the asset you sold, Online Marketing Summit took place, I think, once a year in San Diego. And now what do you know that they're going to intend to do with it? Will they grow it or are they just going to do that? Well, so, you know, yes. Yeah, so the Online Marketing Summit actually came in two flavors. One was a re- regional series of events, which were one-day events mm-hmm. in various cities around the country and the world uh, at a certain point. And then there was the big annual show, which is you know now close to 2,000 people. And that, that's the asset they really bought was that annual show. Um, what their intents, um, you know, the easy answer would be, I said, just ask them. But you know, knowing enough to know, mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I was actually excited about the opportunity to sell that event outside of the financial rewards um, was that they have an event machine at UBM. I mean, they are a global UBM, oh. United Business Media. Okay. They are more or less, they're a publicly traded company on the London Stock Exchange. Um, their U.S.-based uh, subsidiary is called TechWeb, mm-hmm. and TechWeb was the entity that drove the deal, but it was UBM, this bigger company mm-hmm. that bought us. But they, they have a machine, an events machine, where they, I mean, they do thousands of events around the world. And so mm-hmm. to be able to put such a great educational brand inside of this machine, which we were not, you know, we were mm-hmm. still a very scrappy, small yeah. you know, company. It's cool because I know that once it goes into that machine, it will grow fast. And, you know, the ad techs and mm-hmm. the other big organizations out there that do events, mm-hmm. they, they're nervous and they should be. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So we'll see what they build with it. And in the meantime, you're still doing those regional one-day events, but that was not a competitive problem again, right? Yeah. So what we've done, so before we had the online marketing summit regional events, and now as of today, Mm -hmm. we have uh, here in Seattle workshops, right? That's right. We've gotten more focused on the deeper education. So instead Mm -hmm. of having a general conference, we're having concerted, focused, educational deep dives, trainings, if you will, workshops. We call these boot Mm -hmm. camps. So instead of a, an event, per se, it's more of a hands-on training environment that we're doing now. Gotcha. So now you'll do these training environments independently. And by the way, for anybody who's listening live here in Seattle, you can still get there. It's at the Red Lion today. So there's a stump for you, Aaron. Yeah, right. um, and I'm going to be speaking there. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but um, this event, for example, in Seattle today is, um, it, it's, as you said, a boot camp. And independent companies can send their people to be trained at that property, right? Yep. They're going to go to the Red Lion. Do yep. you also do things where you go into companies and do training as well? Absolutely. So just for clarity's sake, so today and the other 10 cities we're doing across the country, Portland mm-hmm. on Wednesday, LA on Friday, and then another eight, um, uh-huh. basically people can go in for anywhere from two to eight hours and get trained on a very specific subject, email, search engine marketing, social media, and get deep into the how-tos and just work with an instructor on to learn that. Now, uh, to, so wait, wait, so wait, yeah. that's your competitive, uh, if you will, not competitive advantage, uh, your unique selling proposition. That's what right. you have are deep dives into a single sector as if I were taking, you know, a quick course at a university that's or something, right. just this piece. Yeah. I got it. Because most events, as we think of them, would cover a broad spectrum of stuff and you would go hopping from class to class. That's right. So gotcha. you're, you're getting deep, okay. you got an instructor there to actually show 
show you on the computer how to do it, what to do, and, and really getting a, a nice intimate environment. You know, be lucky if a class got to be 20 in size. Many times, just three or four people sit in a room with a really highly trained instructor. Okay. Um, so that's the boot camp series that's in person across the country. Now, you mentioned us bringing the education to the corporation. We do, right. we do that a lot, and we find that to be a, a really um, engaging way to get specific to the corporation's need, whether it's a right. Fortune you know, 50 company like a Cisco down to a small business that's a digital agency, and, and many in between. We're doing a few actually here in the Pacific Northwest for a couple mid-sized organizations. But what's cool about it is – um, the company gets to kind of take our library of what we built out there, right? This kind of existing series of instructors and people that they can kind of put into their system and then layer some customization around the vertical market. You know, we're going to do a healthcare training for a, a hospital here mm-hmm. locally. We're going to be doing, uh, you know, a uh, financial services type of training. So it's taking the baseline of best practices and then layering the vertical specific needs or the mm-hmm. company specific needs, for the various levels from, you know, in a day, we'll have two hours for the executives, four hours for the marketing managers, and maybe a separate one-hour, uh, you know, directors type of download. So these organizations can get everybody singing from the same song sheet, which mm-hmm. I think is important. It's like, remember when you first started your first job and everyone was supposed to be the same book? Because mm-hmm. you want everybody to think the same way or at least That's understand right. the baseline. So when you're making educated decisions, everybody can understand where that's coming from. And it's super effective. Um, and I'll add one more thing after that, what really is taking off is the e-learning aspect. So then to build a portal for continual education, because there's always this big letdown. You go to an event, you have somebody come in and train and rah, 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 mm-hmm. and then everybody goes back to their desk, right? Right. But to have right. a portal to say, hey, this week you should be watching this tutorial, and next week you should be watching this tutorial, and to keep that process going, to keep ideas fresh and keep on top of all of these changes in digital, mm-hmm. that, that's the objective for these corporate trainings. So we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach, and when we come back, I'm going to take all of the specifics about what you just told me about what you're doing in your business and all of that, and pull back now and say, how does this look from the 30,000-foot level? How do we apply the concept of what you've just put together and organize those things in our thoughts? so that other people can work on productization of service as well. And that's really what you've been doing, and that's why I've asked you here today. So this is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 16th Annual International Web Award Competition. Independent judges from around the world recognize the best websites from nearly 100 industries. Web Awards winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. You can't win if you don't enter. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Musig, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to CEO Coach this wonderful Monday morning. I'm here with Aaron Kalo, CEO of Online Marketing Institute. Welcome back, Aaron. Thanks for having me here. Great. So we've been talking about some of the specifics of what you've just done, selling an asset of a business to go and uh, monetize the growth of the piece that you want to do, about taking, what, six, seven, eight years to figure out what you wanted to do. <laughs> so there is some of that, too, and I know we could go on about that forever, but I think a lot of the entrepreneurs listening in today um, just understand that concept. You fall into business, and then you sort out what you want. So the question is, how do you fund what you want? There's an interesting way to do it. Sure. Sell off a piece of what what you've got, usually the piece you don't want, right, and then uh, fund the rest. I want to talk about now uh, kind of pulling back what we just talked about in the first segment, which was really deep in the weeds about search marketing and a search marketing conference and training and all of those pieces that, that came together now. But as you look at it from a distance, as a CEO, what you had was essentially intellectual property, it was this uh, concept that you understood how uh, what was needed in industry. You'd found a hole and said, all right, people need to know about search because there's not a lot of that stuff out there. And you decided to fill it. But when you looked at that, the first thing you did was to divide these up by industry and said, all right, so we're going to need to teach in healthcare and in finance and maybe in construction and so on. So now we have industry verticals that will accept the information you have and they need specific. So you've layered yeah. this industry-specific piece on. Yep. Then, of course, there's even more customization, this bespoke stuff that goes into a company itself. That's cool. But what intrigues me is that once you've brought this silo of information into a company, the next thing you noticed was that each of the um, stakeholders within a company at different levels needed a different message around the same subject. Yep. So you might, for example, bring them information about email or perhaps a broader sense all about search. So you'd have an email component and a, I don't know, PPC and something about inbound marketing and so on and so forth. So you've got all of those vertical pieces coming in together to a single company, but the CEO needs to know something different than the practitioner. Right. So how many things do you divvy up when you get inside a company now? Yeah, so um, when I hear you explain what we do in your own language, it's great. Mm -hmm. You know, we're hiring for salespeople, by the way, Julian. <laughs> Anytime, right? Yeah. But, yeah, but I want to talk about the 30,000. Right, let's, exactly. let's get further away, just kind of yep. creating mentally yes. a three-dimensional matrix yep. in which we say we have, you know, industry-specific pieces, we have the intellectual property itself, how are we going to divvy that up, right? right? And you have five or six or eight modules or whatever, yeah. right? Then you get into a company and you say, uh-huh, and different people inside this company need to know different stuff. What? So it's the old adage, you know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? Oh, yes. So how you talk to a CEO about 
search engine marketing or social media is drastically different than how you talk to the marketing manager about the same topic. Um, CEOs, right, for example, don't need to be taught the tactics, right? They don't need to Correct. know the how, nor should they, or else mm-hmm. they, I think they're making a big mistake, even for us small business entrepreneurs. We mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that, right? That's not something we should do unless it's, you know, just you and one other guy, you know, managing mm-hmm. a website, which makes sense. Um, we it, want to come back to that in a minute, by the way, in which I'd like you to explain from your sector, uh, what is it that a CEO needs to know about your industry? Yeah. But beyond that, though, you're quite right. A CEO needs to know this 30,000-foot level. Yep. The tacticians need to know literally deep in the weeds how to do it. Right. And then? And, well, and then, so back to your original question, which is the layers piece. It's really important that you have different messages and different time frames. So. If we were to come into an organization and say, let's do social media training or social media and SEO training, we would Mm -hmm. have maybe 25 to 45 minutes for that executive level training for them to come in. Just them talking about what's going on, what's being taught, and what's happening. Then we would do another two hours for, say, kind of the the in-the-trenches folks that are actually executing. And then we would pull in various other layers of management or other people that Uh. play into this. And it's about the time frame and the message all with the same underlying theme of why this is important, what the impact of the business is, and then how to execute. And I think you can think of it like a pyramid. There's this foundational best practice that everybody's got to at least get their arms around, and then how deep you go in there is dependent on the title, right, or the job mm-hmm. function, if you will. And then there's this layer of how do you manage all this stuff within the organization. Then there's the why the organization's got to do it in the first place, right? And so <laughs> right. if you think about those pyramids, everybody needs to hear that, but how much time you spend on each layer that's what's different when you start going mm-hmm. in a cross-section and get this, what you're saying, three-dimensional type of approach to training okay. companies. So, if, again, for our listeners who have nothing to do with search uh, but have a set of IP, what we're counseling is that you divvy up that IP into different silos um, so that you're not teaching the whole thing of whatever it is you know as a consultant, but rather individual sectors. And that would be, if you will, curriculum sectors. Yeah. Yeah. Then you take those silos and you know you choose uh, two from column a basically you create a a chinese menu you know i'll take column a and two from column b and and something from column c and you bring that into your customer and then you divvy up your customer saying what does senior level management need to know it's we call seo for the ceo i do that all the time right this thirty thousand foot level the second one will be for tacticians and the third one is for all the other people in the business who want to know what those guys are doing over there in engineering marketing admin whatever it is you're teaching So that's how we divvy it up, and that does create this three-dimensional matrix. Now, before we take a break here, what is it that young CEOs, I mean, basically people who are about to start their own companies or maybe have sole proprietorships to one to ten people in the office, we're talking very small companies, what do those guys really need to know about this concept of inbound marketing as opposed to the pay-per-click or email or whatever? What do they need to know? Yeah, I think think the best thing any CEO should know is understand their customers intimately. And what I mean by that as it relates back to education is – What's the buying cycle like? Where are your customers spending time? Are they more email-driven? Are they more search-driven? Are they young? If you're going after the kind of Gen Yers, are they going to be more socially driven? And then start to understand how you divvy up. Because if you are any size company and you don't have a website, email, search, and social media plan, and I'm not saying it has to be extensive, but whatever your plan is and how you're going to divvy up those resources, I believe you're making a mistake. And so how you divvy that up is looking about what the research tells you about where people are spending their time mm-hmm. and how they buy products like yours. As a CEO, once you understand that, 
mm-hmm. then I think you'll get a much better feel for how important it is to spend more time and more energy on certain areas within digital than not. Now, I'll add one more thing because I had an interview last night with a graduate student. Um, she was doing a thesis on a few items. So the, the thing that we talked about a lot was the importance of learning in an organization in general. You know, I, I hearken back to a little bit of the what motivates us as people. That's kind of mm-hmm. some of my background in almost human mm-hmm. psychology, if you will. And Which we, is why you became the teacher of the industry. Yeah, I get right, this. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I get your motivation. And think, yeah. about, think about why we get motivated. We get motivated by the people we meet and the books we read, right? That old adage. Mm-hmm. And when you read something that gets your mind going and learn something and then can practice that learning, it's like my three-year-old son. I mean, the amount of excitement that comes from you, there's no more greater tangible benefit than that. So where most organizations fail, especially those starting up and going through high growth curves, is not instilling a learning process week in and week out. I remember the old agency I started. So now we're, I'm on number three, by the way, right? Okay, that's right. So we'll talk about serial entrepreneurship in a minute. We started with five people and a credit card <laughs> and mm-hmm. grew that to now it's 60 people. Um, and my brother is running it and doing a great job, a company called Business Online down in San Diego. You know, we every week met and had our subject matter experts explain to us what they learned this week in a way with which everybody could understand. And it was a mm-hmm. great sharing hour of just getting people thinking and collaborating. And, you know, again, I think it's the entrepreneur or the CEO's job to stimulate motivation from the organization. And between that and understanding their customers, because these are their two mm-hmm. external internal customers, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a better place to focus. Interesting stuff. Okay. So the takeaway really is set up not just learning, but consistent learning. Yeah. You know, that's interesting as I uh, speak to a number of people about uh, tactics and inbound marketing. I find myself saying again and again, uh, the big takeaway is not that, for example, video or video learning or training or whatever is interesting. As you know, we do Whiteboard Fridays here at uh, SEOmas, And it's not that you've made a video with something interesting in it, but that you make that video and related ones every darn week, That's right. every week or every month or every two weeks, whatever it is. Uh, you've got a kid, right? And you're yep. reading Goodnight Moon, right? And you've read it 1,862 <laughs> times in the last 700 days, right. right? And you will continue to do so for the next, oh, foreseeable future, right. right? At least another couple of years. All right. The point is that we don't grow out of that. Yep. We're all a little OCD, right. right? And they don't tell you that part when you get into even marketing business. People like the consistency. And we talk about consistency in terms of getting to the trust in order to get to the sale, right. right? It's the consistency of the video that makes it so powerful. It's the consistency of a blog that makes it so powerful. And what you're saying, it's the consistency of the process of education inside a corporation that makes corporations successful. Well, and I'll add one more thing to that or we have to go to the next break here, is that is the key to success in any organization, to be consistent, persistent throughout, at every step, whether it's good, bad, high, or low. That's what makes a good CEO, is to be that consistent and persistent to see it through. All right, we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, you're going to tell us more about being a serial entrepreneur, the three different businesses you have, and some of the wisdom you've learned along the way. And again, why aren't you putting your feet up by the beach? What makes you a serial entrepreneur? This is Jillian Music with Aaron Kalo on CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. 
Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. Webmasterradio.fm. Clothing is optional. Webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back. We're going to close up here at CEO Coach by talking with Aaron Kahlo, who is the CEO of Online Marketing Institute, but has been the CEO of two other businesses. So, serial entrepreneur. Welcome back, Aaron. Thank you. All right. So, Tell us about being a serial entrepreneur now, having nothing to do with the kinds of business you do or how you've divvied up intellectual property for sale and productization of it. Tell us more now about just the experience of being a serial entrepreneur. What made you do it to begin with? Because I know it's an addiction. You know, yeah. if, you can't, if you wake up in the morning and you can live without it, don't do it. Right. But uh, <laughs> you, you actually had successful exits and then you went back and did it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. I, I thought about that word serial entrepreneur and that you might take this the wrong way, so try not to, but I actually don't like that word. You know why? Because it makes you feel like you're in business just for the sake of business, for starting a business and flipping a business. And right. there, there are people that And there are, is that connotation. And that's actually not mm-hmm. me. I've always started a business because I was excited about that business. I was mm-hmm. looking to do something cool, whether it was the agency um, that actually my brother and father started as an e-commerce company, and then he and I flipped it, my brother and I, into a full digital services agency at business okay, so, online. So flipped it usually means resell. But in this case, what you really meant was we, you, you... We retired the e-commerce piece because we okay, couldn't scale right. without okay. capital. And okay. we said we could be a service business and we could make money at that without okay. having to invest a lot more to compete. Okay. Um, so we did that. So we started on the technology side and we mm-hmm. flipped it into a... Flipped it. We turned it into right. a services business. <laughs> right. Um, and, and grew Pivoted. that. Right. Pivoted. Right. Pivoted that up. But, you know, okay. it was... 
because we were excited about the industry and we were one of the first doing SEO and we were doing it for manufacturers of all people, you know, and it was great. Really led to a lot of great opportunity out there. But um, so you went from, you took an e-commerce company and you said, we can't, we don't have the capital to make this thing scale. So we're going to pivot the company, going to move to services. You went to services and created a very uh, financially lucrative, if you will, lifestyle business, which was a services organization. It hasn't grown into thousands of people. Right. Okay. So and then you did what from there? So during that time, right, mm-hmm. that was about eight full years of my life, blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do the credit card type of startup, but um, at yeah, about <laughs> two thirds away point, maybe five years into it, um, I found myself speaking at a lot of events. You know, right. doing keynotes for the DMA or you know speaking at ad tech or whatever it may be. Um, I just, to be honest, I didn't feel like anybody was really nailing it on teaching people. There's a lot of hype and hyperbole out there, but not a lot of education. Mm-hmm. And so um decided to throw my own event. I figure I can do it better. You know, my ego got in a little mm-hmm. bit of the way, but mm-hmm. it was a great thing that both allowed the agency to get some additional um, tangential exposure mm-hmm. and allowed us to do something that was really near and dear to my heart, which was education. And that really what spawned on this whole thought process. And, you know, the short story is once that took off and it went very fast from day one after the second year, okay. we realized that was a business unto itself and it needed to be treated as such. So we split that off from the agency and then opened its own media company from there. Okay. And at that point, your brother took the agency, you took a me- uh, the media company, and you created this thing that was then workshopped around the country, the, the educational piece, and the major summits, which yep. kind of, those are big events, and or single big event, really. Right. And that's the one you sold off then, and now you've got kind of the workshops and the educational piece, and I think it's the online educational piece that you're really building now, this, this corpus of information, if you will, an encyclopedia that will be online just about a particular vertical market. Yeah, I mean, so over the years, we've built up a, a large library of content, and now we, we kind of claim to have the largest library of e-tutorials that anybody else has out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have certification programs, and like you mentioned, the in-person workshops and, and corporate training. Mm-hmm. Um, but our whole goal is education, where the difference for us, and where I get really excited is, everybody kind of does education here and there as part of a sub-product or mm-hmm. a line item to what they do. But all we do is education. That's our whole mission is to educate. Do you see this um, kind of as a future look? Do you see this as replacing what we do an awful lot in uh, technical schools perhaps? Maybe not necessarily all universities because, you know, deeper thought goes on that is not uh, business application stuff. But this business application education, is that? It's the professional learning situation, which is why when we talked about how we, you know, slice and dice and the the three-dimensional piece Mm -hmm. is that, you know, professionals need to learn in a way with which they can apply. Um, the theoretical is less important, although you need to hit some mm-hmm. of that, and it's more important about the practical and how to put these to use and, and the whys of it. So I think the theoretical is much better served for eventually the universities, which they all still struggle, and we try to mm-hmm. help some of them out and some of the other folks. But so you're actually working with the universities, bringing in some of the technical and practical pieces to the theory that uh, goes in the classroom. When we first started the, the institute, we actually uh, – were uh, tapped by Wharton and their uh, interactive yes. uh, media initiative, and we were working with my good friend who was on the board of the Princeton Review. Mm-hmm. And what they both said was nobody's even coming close to touching the reality of what needs to be taught. And so the only way to keep up is to work with a for-profit type of organization like us out mm-hmm. in the normal corporate world to keep up to speed. And it was the e-learning piece that we found to be so successful, these how-to tutorials, right. keep up to speed, 20, 30 minutes, here's what's happening, here's what the baseline is. And keep mm-hmm. moving because 
this is not an industry that's sitting still, and um, you know the change is even more rapid than it was probably ten years ago. Okay, so we're kind of out of time here, and there would be a whole other half hour on this, just the subject of how education needs to change and how it is changing around the world. I would love to do that sometime. In the meantime, how do folks reach you if they have questions about that or they want to see some of the studies about e-learning versus in-person learning? And I'm sure you're just loaded with stats and backup information. How do they reach you? Yeah, so the easiest is my email address. It's Aaron, that's two A's, R-O-N, at onlinemarketinginstitute.org. And that's also our URL. Um, and Facebook and LinkedIn, A-A-R-O-N, and last name is Kalo, K-A-H-L-O-W. I respond very well to LinkedIn requests. So if you have a connection need or just want to ask a question there, too, that's great. Yeah, I have to agree. Facebook gets lost in the, in the play, but LinkedIn, I generally answer. All right, so till next week, this is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on webmasterradio.fm, and you can download these at webmasterradio.fm slash CEO Coach or through iTunes. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.